Welcome back to another episode of Thrive Drive Musician Podcast, a weekly podcast where we dive into personal development, bringing insights and tools for all your musicians to implement into your personal and professional life, help musicians to grow, glow, and thrive. In today's interview, our guest Marin Montalbano is here discussing the topics on importance of slowing down and living in the now, how to be resilient during this pandemic as a musician and creative person, how to overcome our professionalism tendencies and a lot more. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the show. Today's guest, Mary Montabano. She is a freelancer, mezzo-soprano, new music specialist, and coach for creatives. You can find her on three Grammy award-winning albums, including the most recent 2019, Lansing Malaski's Zella Canticles, on which she is a featured soloist. She has been very active on social media, encourage other musicians to chasing their passions. She has been working on multiple different projects and just released her new podcast, The Bodice Ripper Project. Let's welcome her to our show. I just wanted to maybe get to know you a little better for audience also know you a little better. Yeah. Like when you say the coach for creatives, like what specifically it is? Sure. Yeah, it's so interesting because that's really how I, I see myself as like, I work with artists primarily. The reason I say creatives is that some people don't necessarily think of themselves as artists, but they are actually quite creative. Basically, if they've got an idea for a project, say some, some kind of performance project, or it could be, you know, an art installation or something like that, to get it from inside their head out into the real world. Um, and yes. so those are the people that I work with. That's what I mean by coach for creatives. Yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of my work has to do with like the actual logistics of, you know, putting together a budget. Where are you going to perform this or put this up? How is that going to happen? But it also deals with mindset because, you know, as you go through this process, there's a lot of like, who am I to be doing this? You know, like, how am I going to ask for money? Like little old me. And uh, gosh, I mean, I, I don't know if you ever struggle with that, but I certainly do. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a really good point to start. Like I'm noticing you saying the way that mm -hmm. certain time also experience the same thing, maybe your clients are like struggling. So how have you been dealing with like, you know, maybe something that you are not so expert, like 100%, you know, confident at dealing with and trying to coach someone else? Hmm. That's a really good question. I guess what I do is, you know, whenever you're coaching somebody, you have to get on their level. Yeah. You really have to like meet them where they are. You can't just be like, oh, you don't understand that like you're actually really cool. You know, you really have to like find in your body where that fear resides and be able to reflect that back to them. So the part of my coaching um, involves holding space for somebody. You know, if I'm working on right now, uh, you know, a lot of time management issues, right? So like for me, it's I generally tend to overbook myself and then end up with too many things to do all at once. And they all like have the same deadline. <laughs> and, you know, my journey is like to try to figure out what's happening there. And like, why is that? Why are there outside pressures? So if somebody comes to me and says, like, I've got all these time management issues, and you know, that kind of stuff, I can ask them the same questions that I'm asking myself. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. And it's actually great for both me and that person because we both need to ask ourselves those questions. You know, if it is that, like, what makes you feel like you have to accomplish everything by this time? You know, Mm. um, who are you trying to impress or, you know, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. As you're saying that, who are you trying to impress? Like, I think sometimes <laughs> I have exactly the same problem, you know, that that's why, you know, thinking about <laughs> this issue of I'm setting myself a deadline. And yeah. uh, the thing is, like, maybe you have too much on your plate and you cannot really meet the deadline. How have you been dealing with, like, maybe there's, is your guilt involved? Is your, mm-hmm. and are you okay with, like, saying, I forgive myself and I can just move on? Yeah, yeah, right. Yes to all of that. I mean, definitely there's guilt. I think as uh, classical musicians in general tend to feel this way because we are from a very young age kind of taught to just practice, practice, practice and like just do that. And that like there's a lot of like guilt that's involved with like not practicing like you're oh, I didn't you know, I'm not good at this because I didn't practice long enough, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you play the violin. I actually started on the violin when I was three three years old. And I played all the way up until I was 13. And I got really good at it. And I was like, definitely like, you know, total like practice, 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 you know, but like that mentality kind of sifted its way down into the way that I do things like I got used to doing things. So I learned at that point that it was better to just always do and not be And now I'm learning that it's actually, you know, it's both of them, right? It's like, yeah, you should be having action towards your goal, right? For sure. But you also want to take time to just be in your body and be in the moment and, you know, breathe because this is, this is your life, you know? And if you're just doing, 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 or practicing, 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 or whatever, like, you're not living. Yeah. You're not really, truly living. I went a little bit far off the question. It's okay. It's okay. And actually, when you mentioned that, I'm just like, well, you know, I started my violin at three and a half. So oh, yeah. A little older. <laughs> so, yeah, but you kept going. I quit when I was 13. So, But then you, you turned to, you know, singing, right? Mm-hmm, so I do, did. Do you think singer in general, like do you thinking about a lot more breathing? Because, of course, you mm-hmm. guys have to breathe. Um, do you think that part actually helped you to kind of move away from that? Uh, yes, I think it did, actually. Um, you know, the first thing is you actually can't practice as many hours in a day with your voice as you can with a violin because your voice gets tired. So like you literally physically can't do it. So there are like all sorts of different ways that you can continue your studies, but you can't actually like make your muscles do the things the same way that you can like really get your fingers to do stuff. And I think, yeah, I think that has slowed me down. You know, it is weird to say that though, because I I have been kind of a little bit of like a go, go, go kind of a person almost up until quarantine. And I feel like quarantine has just like calmed me down. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. And I think that a lot of people have been doing that Mm -hmm. because we have no choice. Everything stopped, just paused right there. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's a benefit. I'm also, you know, mourning the loss of all of my gigs and, you know, everything that everybody is, you know, dealing with. But I do find that there is some gift to slowing down, for sure. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I've recently thinking about slowing down this topic because it's so funny that now we can go twice faster on Netflix as well. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Wait, you can go twice fast on Netflix? Yes. Oh my god. Everything you can go faster and on YouTube mm-hmm. as well. Like I have actually right. an extension for that. I was listening to all your stuff like twice faster so I can actually <laughs> absorb everything and knowing what I wanted to ask. Yeah. So I just noticing, wow, everything is faster and our brain just does not really have the time to really process them. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that is so interesting because, you know, as I was recording my own podcast episodes, I found that I had to slow myself down just talking. So it was like talking really fast. And then I would go back and listen to it. And I'm like, Oh, God, that sounds really fast. You know, so I ended up slowing down and taking time to pause and breathe and, you know, tell the story and really live in the moment. Mm -hmm. And I think that that it's actually much, much more effective as a communication strategy. But yeah, I mean, I've listened to audiobooks twice fast because I wanted to get through them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's totally fine. And I, we understand like we have so much information mm. that we can. Yeah. Create. Well, it's almost like we want to like download it like the matrix, you know, like just sort of yes. stick it into the back of your head and then, yeah, just, like, yeah. you know, but you can't really download life, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I think there there's something very important in that message. And I know that Certainly the clients that I work with, they are very eager to, you know, get their project out into the world. Like, okay, what's next? What's my next thing? Well, you know, give me something to do. But I also try to slow them down because it's really important to take the time to like remember why you're doing the project. You know, when you can go and um, connect with your heart there, you're going to make so much better art you really are than if you just sort of rush through it and then get to the goal and like, oh, okay, now it's the performance. Now what? You know, like it's the whole process. Yeah, we have to enjoy the process. Exactly. Have you done any like project like maybe back to back and then kind of at some point like feel a little bit of like losing that kind of why? Yes, 100%. Um, So like right now. Yeah, so I just launched my podcast and it launched today. It is a part of a one-woman show that I am writing. So it's all kind of a larger project. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was launching a uh, course, an online course called New Music Bootcamp. And I ended up in the enrollment process, you know, looking at my calendar going like, oh my God, I've got to create these episodes and I've got to write this script and I've got to work with, you know, these different people and like figure out tech and, you know, do all this marketing all on my own, Mm -hmm. right? Because I'm like a one-man band, essentially. And I realized I didn't have any bandwidth left for the new music bootcamp, the online course. And that was really hard, that was a like really hard realization to come to because I also love my course. I love working with with artists, uh, you know, to work on their projects. Like that's kind of what this course is about. But I had to I had to put it off. It was going to open the like they were it was the course was going to start next week. It's not going to start until October. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Like I am, because what that does is it gives me more room to, you know, focus on the Bodice Ripper project, which is yes. the both the podcast and the one woman show. And then once that's done, really, really take time and focus on my clients. Mm-hmm. 
my, you know, as a, my group clients. I do have one-on-one clients and I do focus on them, you know, as that happens, like throughout the week, throughout the month. But when I got into that point where like everything was kind of converging and I realized there's too much mm-hmm. going on, I did get to that, like, why am I doing this? Yeah. You know, why, why, why am I doing that? Um, and actually I have like on my um, whiteboard, it says, Why? to elevate and uplift women's voices. And that is why I do everything that I do. That is my mission as an artist, as a coach, as a person. Yeah. That's what I want to do with the world. (laughs) That is amazing. Yes. And we have to always remind ourselves. I love that idea of put it on the whiteboard. I have a big whiteboard. I probably should put it up. (laughs) My why right there. Because sometimes we tend to yeah. forget, it's just like you said, like when you have too many projects going on at the same time. That kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of one of the quotes that I've recently seen from the book Essentialism. I, I don't know if you read it before. No. There's so many great quotes in there. But one thing that I really like, you know, English is not my first language, but for me to be told, like a lot of people actually do not know priority this thing is actually singular. It's not Plural. Oh, so, priority. Yeah. All right. Priorities. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and a yeah, lot of people right. say priorities, priorities, you know, and then actually this one, you know, 500 years ago, it's like singular. And then it says the next yeah. 500 years still going to stay singular. And huh. yeah, if you think about that, then it makes sense why we cannot really having so many projects, so many things on our priority list. It's like, it's overflowed. Right. right. Because there can only, there can be only one. Yeah. Right? Like really, like there's in your priority list, right? There's still a number mm-hmm. one. And yeah, I think it's really important that we keep that as like our North Star, you know, that why has to be your number one yeah. priority. Because I know that you did 31 days of resilience. I did. I do want to kind of know if you want to feature yourself, what are you going to say that? Oh, gosh, that is a great question. I, you know, I almost did. I was because there was one point where I didn't know if I was going to fill up all the slots. And I was like, Oh, maybe I'll do myself. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I'm like, ah, it's not about me. It's about everybody else. Oh, this is hard. Um, so the questions that I had uh, were like, how did you pivot? So I pivoted by starting a podcast, by uh, really focusing more on coaching, because those are ways that I can perform and reach people and communicate without, you know, the transmission of, of you know, water <laughs> droplets. <laughs> and what was what were my biggest challenges? My biggest challenges, oh, gosh, myself. Believing in myself. That's been like 100% my biggest challenge. And this is something that I found was pretty um, common in all of them is like, you know, imposter syndrome and all of this kind of stuff. Like really like, God, there were times when I was just like sitting there crying going like, I don't know, why would anybody want to listen to me? Why would anybody like take me seriously? And it's really because I I had so much resistance to change internally. And and all of these voices were, were coming up saying, 
saying like, you know, you're not good enough and, you know, all of this stuff. I had a lot of demons to battle. And I, but I did, like I went through it. I think I did believe really deep down, really deep down, I did believe in myself because I kept Mm -hmm. moving forward. Um, and I think that that's really, really important. I also, you know, had a little thing that said, um, tell me about your, pro-, you know, the things that you want featured. So uh, the stuff that I've got featured uh, right now that's going on right now is uh, I just launched a podcast called The Bodice Ripper Project. And it is uh, some sexy, silly stories that I wrote backstage at the opera. And I'm telling them, I used to tell them backstage to the chorus, and now I'm telling them to everybody (laughs) here. And I'm like, very proud of my work there that is going to lead into the one woman show it's going to be a digital event in october it's a part of the philadelphia fringe festival and again all of this is like very hard work i'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants this is definitely like a you know jump off the cliff and assemble the helicopter on the way down kind of a situation but it also means so much to me to get it out into the world. It's so important to have a creative outlet right now. And then the other thing that I'm doing is I'm coaching. So I am available for one-on-one coaching and I do have my new music bootcamp. It will be starting in October, October 15th. And uh, for those of you who are interested, you can talk to me about it. There's a landing page, but it is basically for people who have projects in mind um, that they want to take and put out into the world. Probably right now, most of the people I've been talking to are looking at recording projects. So a lot of the stuff that I'll be talking about is like how to do recordings, you know, labels, albums, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so everyone should check it out, Um, especially the new podcast for sure. The yes, Bodice Ripper Project. Um. <laughs> I actually, I, I just listened to part of it um, because you put it up like the little trailer. Yeah. Your voice is so lovely. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sure. I wonder what it sounds like on Twice Fast. <laughs> I love the pace that, you know, we don't need to always go fast. We don't. We really, really don't. Yeah. I At the beginning of quarantine, I started talking about slowing down to the pace of plants because I was starting a garden just like a lot of people (laughs) and it's great it's fun to slow down to the pace of plants and like to go in every morning and like check on my plants like oh what what have you done now you know it's great for me probably to live like a sourdough (laughs) oh you have a sourdough yes exactly I think nature does just does its own work and it grows slowly but it will get there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and thank you for sharing you know being vulnerable to share all these things because I think for showing how you're resilient that we Mm -hmm. have to allow ourselves to be vulnerable Oh, we have to. Yeah, it's so, so important. Um, I think that that's the part that's the most scary, right? Like to really open ourselves up and acknowledge that there is fear and acknowledge that we don't know what's coming around the corner. The sort of powerful thing that comes with it is when we name those fears, they suddenly lose um, their power over us. You know, so so to be able to have that like understanding about ourselves is super important. And that's, you know, that's how that's where coaching really comes in. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes it's hard for us to tell, like, especially like some of our thoughts. 
And it's easier for other people to kind of pinpoint、mm-hmm. and、mm-hmm. to point out for us, so we can see it better. Yeah, exactly. And、um, you know, just that having your own thoughts and feelings reflected back at you is so important because we can, you know, get very isolated, especially as musicians. You know, like if we're spending hours in the practice room, then we're all by ourselves and we don't even know. You know,、um, I feel like the. Advent of being able to even record yourself singing or or record yourself practicing and being able to play that back is huge. Yeah, it's huge because you get to even just reflect yourself back. But even then, it's just yourself, and to have like a different perspective is so so important. Yeah, and I think especially in the beginning of that process. When I just started, or we just started, like recording ourselves playing,、mm-hmm. that takes a lot of courage. <laughs> yeah, it does need courage. I remember when I first made my like sort of very first like professional recording.、Um, it was to、uh, audition for a New England Conservatory, so that's where I ended up going for my undergrad. And I it was like total shot in the dark. I was living in San Francisco. Um, I knew that I had to, you know, submit a recording. I couldn't audition in person, so that was my audition. My dad's a jazz trumpet player, so he like helped me get into like an actual recording studio, so I could、uh. get something like professionally done, which was really great. But、um, I just sent it out, and I I listened to it before sending it, and I was like, this is awful. This is terrible. They're never gonna accept me, you know. I'm like thinking like. Oh, I said I can hear like all of the phlegm in my mouth, you know, in my throat, and like, oh.、Um, and my dad, of course, is like, oh, honey, you sound great, you know. And I'm like, no, I don't, you know. <laughs> But I got it. I totally got like I got in, you know. I didn't even audition in person. <laughs> I got in from that tape, and you know, so that like really, really goes to show that that self judgment is you gotta watch out for it. Yeah. Definitely self judgment, and I think that also leads back to the self doubt and the、mm-hmm. imposter syndrome. I feel like everyone has been talking about this, especially people on this show. Beginning of my podcast, I just trying to share some of my stories. The major thing I feel like I was familiar with is just self doubt, not good enough. Those kind of thoughts. I think、yeah. it's like a common thing among musicians. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I think it's actually a common thing among humans because certainly most of my what community is musicians. That's what I what I see. But you know, we're all just kind of bumbling around, <laughs> like nobody really knows what's happening.、Yeah. <laughs> and and I think I sometimes take comfort in that. You know, it's that whole like、um, you know, for people who have you know worry about public speaking, right? Like they they say, oh, imagine everybody in their underwear, which I think is a little silly, but you know, if it works, okay.、Um, but I think the idea is like imagine that everybody in front of you is just as naked as you feel, you know. And so like now we're all on the same playing field. And that's another thing that I think that quarantine has done for a lot of us is it's put us all back on the same playing field. You know, the like big opera stars are you know having just as many problems. You know. Dealing with all of this stuff as little old me, you know, or like anybody. So we're all kind of in it together.、Yeah. That's comforting for me, anyway.、Mm. Before we kind of like in a our own comfort zone, like I was in a orchestra, so I was like, oh yeah, that's kind of like a guaranteed income. Yeah, but all of a sudden just wiped away. 
Yeah. And you have to put yourself out there in a different way,、mm-hmm. a little bit scary for everyone. Yeah, it's true. You know, we all of us have gotten comfortable. And,、um, you know, the thing is, though, that like it's not just COVID. Like, nothing is guaranteed in life, and it never was. And it's just that COVID, like, kind of put a focus, a spotlight on that, you know? I saw this really great quote the other day that was like, live your life like you're building a sandcastle, enjoy it while you're making it, but let it go when the waves wash it away.、Mm-hmm. I think that that's a, such a great, I don't know, I probably messed up the quote, but I, I think it's like, such a really great,、um, Thought because that is, I mean, nothing is guaranteed. So we should just really enjoy that moment that comes back to like living in the now. Here we are, you know, in this body, in this world. What can you find about that world that you have surrounded yourself with that you love and, you know, and, and can enjoy and delight? Yeah.、About? And I feel like we definitely enjoy right now, this moment. Yeah. You know, creating all these. New project. Yes. Sorry. My cat knocked on something again. <laughs>、okay. Well, you probably you may have heard my cat. Sometimes I'm worried that, like, when we have an interview and she has a bell. Oh, it goes ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Well, it's fine. You know, I spent so long on my first episode making all the sounds, like getting rid of all the like mouth sounds、yeah. and stuff like that. And, like, <laughs> my God, I kind of feel like maybe we can embrace non perfectionism. Yeah. I, I say that like as, as a perfectionist. This is a new thing for me, but I kind of think that maybe that's part of like being alive is like not everything's going to be perfect. And maybe that's also beautiful. So, one of the things, one of my random skills is I can spin yarn.、Mm. I know it's very weird, but I have a spinning wheel and I can spin yarn. And I love spinning yarn because the yarn that I make is never like the thread is never even because it's handmade, right?、Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, sometimes there's a little bobble in it, whatever, because the fibers were sticking together or I wasn't paying attention or something like that. So what ends up happening with the yarn is it's, it's not even. And then whatever I make out of it has little bits and pieces that are not. Symmetrical or whatever.、Mm-hmm. And that makes the piece that I've knitted beautiful, like extra beautiful, because it's one of a kind.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think what you can suggest your clients or in, anyone who actually have the professionalism tendency、mm-hmm. is to、mm-hmm. do something that is going to create something like imperfect. Yeah. Yeah. That is actually that's the best advice to tell a perfectionist to try to do something that's imperfect. <laughs> This is usually actually one of the things, one of the tricks that one of my coaches has done for me is say, like, just create some, create a B plus version of that, you know? And then I'm like, <sighs> okay, fine. You know? And then of course I end up making an A plus version, <laughs> like trying to make the B plus. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but like just letting go and being like, no, you know what? It shouldn't be perfect. Yeah. It shouldn't. Yeah, I yeah. tried really hard to make the podcast sounds really professional. And I,、yeah. I just、uh, sometimes nearly perfect.、Yeah. But the question is, is it worth it? Yeah. Yeah. Is it worth it? I don't think it's worth it. I, it's fine. People are going <laughs> to listen to it, They, they're here to listen for the message. Yeah, sound quality is important. You know, if you can't hear the actual words, then you're not going to get the message. But, like, do you have to get eliminate every single mouth sound? I hope not.、Yeah. <laughs>
No. I'll try not to like chew on a tuna sandwich while I'm talking to you. How about that? <laughs> but the thing is, if trying so hard to make everything like so perfect,、mm-hmm. I think we lose that part of joy. Just like we we mentioned before,、yeah. living the now and enjoy that now. Exactly. Yeah, it's very hard to enjoy if you grab onto the little nitty gritty everything. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's so interesting because I I feel like sometimes the perfectionism is there to be your friend, right? Like it's there to you know help you really like set the bar high for yourself and achieve greatness, you know. And that that part I love about my perfectionism, but the shadow side to that is this voice in the back of my head that it feels like um feel like a, a horse on on a chariot, and that the charioteer is the voice in the back of my head, and it's like with. Me and like you know faster, 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 and it, it's so familiar. So I know that it's a part of me, right? Like I'm not going to not listen to it. But my journey has been to recognize that voice and basically say thank you for letting me know. But I'm going to do it this way. So maybe sit back down, please. <laughs> Usually the voice will listen, you know, and 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 actually, honestly, things like meditation and like breathing、oh, for like five minutes help tremendously. And I know it doesn't sound like it sounds a little dumb, but it absolutely does help. I, I guarantee. And and this is what I've also found with my clients. Seriously, I've had. Calls with clients where they're just freaking out about you know all this this perfectionist voice, and what I will do is just have them breathe for about five minutes, and then we can actually have a like a great conversation. And things things change. So yeah, they're too busy caught up in their own mind, and I think、mm-hmm. I do that too. And I think breathing like not even five minutes. I tried that even just one minute of like a couple long、yeah. breathing. Pardon,、mm-hmm. it really slowing down. Yeah, you have to activate the parasympathetic nervous system. It's so important.、Mm-hmm. We spend so much time in this society. This is a very like yang kind of energy, like that male driven go 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 energy that drives our society. You know, and tells us we have we. We have to keep moving, but what we need more of, what our entire society, our world needs more of, is the yin energy. This feminine, receiving, slowing down, creation energy. I know that's probably a little bit woo woo, but I I feel I like believe- yeah. <laughs> You know, and and I I'm really like I'm so heartened to see so many women turning to podcasting and coaching and you know really stepping up and making their voices heard. I think this is happening more and more right now, and I feel like it's a movement of our whole. Our whole society is wanting more of that feminine energy. We need it,、mm-hmm. and so those of us who have it in abundance, we are called to bring it forth. Yeah, and we are still learning, like on the way. Yeah, and, yeah. But I think we still can help someone. To me, I think it kind of just helped me to realize, like, okay, I am on the right path. You definitely are. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm such a fan. Yeah, no, you absolutely are. And、uh, God, the world needs your voice, Amy. The world really needs your voice. Well, thank you. It is amazing to see how much you have done. There was someone talked about coaching, but I was like,、uh, I don't know yet because I'm working on my dissertation.、Mm. But then when I saw you doing coaching, you know, things like February, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It was about this time last year, the seed of the the idea got in my head of like, maybe I could be coaching. And then by December, I was like, you know, let me give this a try. And I got my first client. Yeah, I think it was February or like maybe late mm-hmm. January, early February. And um, yeah, and then I've just kind of been coaching ever since. I'm really, really glad that I took that step. And I went through a lot of like, who am I to do this? And I don't know anything. And like, there is a lot of like, well, there's no real, you know, a doctor has to have a degree, right? Like, and there are coaching licensing programs and stuff like that. But honestly, what I'm doing is very intuitive. And it is very, um, you know, it's just kind of like what comes naturally to me. And I'm drawing on my entire life experience as a creative who's done projects. So this is like why I coach creatives and who are um, taking projects out of their heads and putting them into the world because I've done that. So I can definitely tell you how to, you know, (laughs) and help you through that process. Have you been feeling like, you know, you're getting the way of you creating music because the time Mm. boundary? Um, that That is an excellent question. Sometimes I feel like there is, but... What I've found is that when I when I feel that way, I know that I'm not creating enough music. So I make that like discovery about myself and I can course correct and I basically start looking into I ha- also on my whiteboard I have a list of works that you know different composers have have sent me and stuff like that. So I I have like a let me work on this piece and see if I can record it and and get it get it good. And as soon as I do that, Honestly, everything kind of balances out. Like the more I work on my creative stuff, the more my coaching business begins to grow. And I can't explain that because I I feel like there's something in like the time-space continuum that like you can't really quite wrap your brain around, you know, how that really works. But it's working on my own art gives me energy to help others work on their art. That's some really deep things that I have to think about too. If we want to go towards that route mm-hmm. and think, I think it's very important to think about how to balance, but then the fact that we never thought about they are actually, you know, helping each other to grow. Yeah. And and I think it's also, I think about energy grows and everything. I'm thinking about like manifestation. Yeah. And so I think sometimes we grow on that art, music side Mm -hmm. of it, and really we help us to be in alignment of ourselves. And so, of course, the other things also will grow naturally. That makes total sense. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, you know, with manifestation, it's all about like finding the right vibration. And as musicians, we know all about vibrations. You know, like we're very, very familiar with like how different vibrations feel in our body and our ears, you know, that kind of thing. We're very attuned to that. And so, yeah, when we can really sink into the vibration of art and and that is that's a very creative vibration, then gosh, we can manifest anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, totally makes sense. I think that means us musicians as entrepreneur, if we want to grow our own business, uh, our own voice, we're probably having a lot stronger vibration than other. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. I hope that I really helped a lot of people right now, like grow a lot more confidence in themselves. I hope so too. I mean, like I'm, I'm feeling really great about this whole conversation. So I have a feeling that the hope the people who are listening to it are also feeling this excitement and uh, joy. Yeah. And I know that a lot of people have been really trying to be creative. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of my friends is like, yeah, now I really want to go on Instagram to posting more of me cooking. I wanted to do this and that. I was like, yeah, that's amazing. Do it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a really wonderful thing. It's so weird. The internet is neutral. It's neither good nor bad. But like there are definitely ways that it can, you know, promote a lot of fear and and uh, unrest and chaos. But it can also create a lot of, you know, love and excitement and joy. I mean, this is one of the reasons why I, I started my 31 Days of Resilience is that I saw so many artists posting about how, oh, artists are not okay right now. You know, we are not okay. And, and we're struggling and we're not we don't have any work. And I think part of the reason why that post was going around was to like convince people to ask the Congress for more, more money, more like more help. However, what it was doing was create this like bubble of negativity, you know, Mm -hmm. so like my thought was, well, okay, yes, Things have changed, and maybe we're all kind of working on that, working through that. But to say that we're not okay is not correct. Um, So here I want to highlight these people who are doing something. They are pivoting, and they are resilient. Definitely. And I think also not only just creating the negative energies, Mm. but like creating that kind of lack. Yeah, that's it. You kind of start get that fear of like, there's no more coming. Right. Right. But it's not true. It's not true. There's so much around us. There's so many people doing all sorts of things. And, you know, just because the world has changed doesn't mean that there aren't infinite possibilities for you. Yeah. Well, I have to say I am very grateful for the age that we're living. Me too. So, so many more opportunities, except we don't have more hands. I know. (laughs) Well, I mean, the idea... You know, especially with abundance, um, you know, like when when we are manifesting abundance and really like, you know, my goal for uh, for my my career, for my business is to make enough money that I can hire all sorts of people to do stuff. So, you know, as I succeed, I can help others succeed. And that's that's beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wing wing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay, so we definitely need to wrap up. So we're going to wrap up with some rapid fire questions. Okay. So first one, what's your current favorite quote? Ooh, my current favorite quote. Oh, okay. This is a Coco Chanel quote. It's, uh, whenever you leave the house, take one look at yourself in the mirror and then remove one accessory. And I feel like that is a very good um, thought about any anything in the creative process. You don't need to be throwing the kitchen sink at everything. You know, probably you have too many things right now anyway. So just remove one and then you're going to yeah. be great. That's awesome. Yeah, I remember one of my teachers saying that uh, my friend was playing and he said, it's just a little too much of nuance. <laughs> yes, exactly. <Yeah. laughs> Yeah, it, it's mostly work in the editing realm, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's great. That's a great quote for me to keep in mind. Second one, mm-hmm. uh, what's your favorite dish right now? Mm, 
mujadara. So mujadara is a dish. I think it's Middle Eastern dish. I know. I know uh, it's Lebanese or Syrian or you know. The, there's like a bunch of different versions, but it is essentially lentils and rice. Oh my gosh, it's so good! And then you caramelize onions and you put it on top, and like just that. I could eat it forever and it's so cheap and it's so easy to make and it is so delicious. I love things that are simple, but yeah, sounds Mm -hmm. yummy. Next one, what's one of the book that you're currently reading? Ooh, so I read like about three different books at once. (laughs) Yeah, I'll pick one. Okay. I'm reading Burnout, which is by Emily Nagoski, Emily and Amelia Nagoski. They are sisters and it is... A fantastic book. It's mostly a feminist book. It's about being a woman and um, like dealing with burnout in the workplace, in life, and all of that kind of stuff. And um, Amelia Nagoski is actually is a choral director. And um, Emily, she's a, a sex educator, and they also have a podcast. That's how I found out about the book, and um, it's a great book. I'll put it in the show notes, and you guys can check it out. Excellent. I know that you wrote your own podcast. Yeah, The Body Stripper and so fun. And the next question is, if your life is a novel, what that would be? Like the title. Oh my gosh. What would the title be of my novel? Like a memoir or like a mm. like a fantasy or like some sort of... Uh, Anything. Okay. Maybe fantasy. Okay. All right. What would the title of my novel be? It would be... Okay. The, the title that's coming to mind right now is um, She Grows... Uh. So I don't know. It just sort of came to me right just off the top of my head. I think that's uh, sort of how I am right now as I'm just growing. Mm-hmm. I am thinking about that as like you're growing your plants. Yes, exactly. <laughs> totally. It's all of those things. Like I'm growing. Yeah. I'm also growing my plants. I'm growing a business. I'm, yeah, she grows. Mm. For me, like thrive yes exactly (laughs) everything lies together yes (laughs) totally love it yes so the next one kind of like similar so what's the biggest strength you think you have hmm I think my biggest strength is the fact that I am not afraid to really lean into my demons you know like I'm not afraid of change and Mm -hmm. even even when something hurts or it's scary I will keep walking down the path. Yeah, I'm not going to stop. Wow, that's so powerful. That's like bravery. Yeah, so much bravery, I think. Thank you. Thank you. And you know, I mean, honestly, it is, it's all scary. But you know, life is scary. Even if it's scary, do the thing that love that you love. Maybe you know? not take it too serious, I think. Yes, don't take it too serious. That's another thing that I tend to do is take <laughs> things very seriously. This is another really good quote that I have on my refrigerator is um, life is too important to take it too seriously. I love it. I know that we, we've covered so much. If one thing you think that my audience can take away today. I think the one thing that your audience can really take away is the importance of slowing down. Really, the importance of slowing down, it's going to help you thrive. Mm -hmm. It really is. Awesome. Thank you so much, Marin. Thank you. This has been amazing. I've, I've had such a great time. I had a really good time with you too. So very last question I almost forgot to ask you is how can my audience get to connect with you? Oh, right. So I'm on Instagram 
at Supermarin. That's S-U-P-E-R-M-A-R-E-N. That's the easiest way to get a hold of me. I'm also on Facebook. Search for Marin Montalbano, uh, or you can go to my website, which is MarinMontalbano.com, and I will spell that out for you. M-A-R-E-N-M-O-N-T-A-L-B-A-N-O.com. But hopefully all that can be in the show notes as well. Yes, definitely. So I just want to thank you for our guest, Marin, again today for joining our show. And I really hope you guys find today's episode very helpful. And please remember to slow down your life and just enjoy the moment. Be sure to check out our blog post for this episode at amywongviolin.com slash podcast. And subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever podcast platform you use. I do have a quick announcement about our schedule for the show. I'm still currently a doctoral student, so I'm trying to finish my dissertation by the end of next year. So I will reduce the frequency of our show to every other week until further notice. Thank you so much for supporting me. And it means the world to me if you can download this episode and leave a review on iTunes for the biggest takeaway of today's show. If you have any thoughts on today's episode or topics that you would like me to further discuss, email me at thrivexdrive at gmail.com. Thanks again, and I will talk to you all next time.